I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, you know what it is. You already know what it is. Uh, thanks to the Mighties who have called in, who listen uh, every week, and uh, you know, letting us take a little bit of pressure off uh, all of our dumb little lives. I have a uh, an old friend on the podcast. I mostly have friends, I notice, uh, which is cool. I, I don't have that thing where I want to reach out to too many people I don't know. I want to have that personal connection. Maybe I should get into that more. More strangers, huh, mighties? Um, this guy, though, is a, a dude I, I party with, who is a neighbor, who is, he's part of my uh, girl dad click, hashtag girl dad click. Uh, please welcome the hilarious comedian, Chris Garcia. What's up, dude? Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, for allowing me into your, uh, your, party, your party dad. Girl dad click. <laughs> we we Chris and I had a night on uh, on Saturday, excuse me Sunday on Sunday two nights ago. It was a premiere like of billions. Last night, Ooh. so we we uh, oh yeah last night yeah, yeah yesterday I was hurting for sure. I was hurting. We we drank some mezcal and then we drank all the wine with our wives, uh, watching billions and playing uh, playing a, a drinking game during billions. Don't play drinking games with wine. I think it's the rule of thumb. It's it's just a bad call. Definitely in your forties or with mezcal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't regret it, but lesson learned. Lesson learned. Um, but it was what I'm looking forward to a, a sober week, man. I'm, I'm I'm just running. I'm just running material. I'm doing. I got a set tonight. I got shows this weekend. I'm just like I got to work on this hour. Blah blah blah. How have you been, man? What are you up to? Uh, good. You know, busy. R you know, doing stand-up, writing a bunch of stuff, uh, doing good. It's funny to do this podcast right this week because my therapist of 11 years retired last week. Whoa. And so I am, I am a free agent. I am, I am living free in the wind without, without a uh, bat signal to send right now to my to my cranky old therapist Dino in San Francisco, who I zoomed with, started zooming with again during the pandemic, and uh, so I say I feel kind of extra unqualified now, sure. but I'm uh, I'm I don't know I'm very excited. That's good though. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's it's the point of the if I I can never have someone on here who's just like, oh yeah, no, I'm a I'm a licensed psychotherapist. Like never, <laughs> you, that person can't be on the show. They can't. It would just be no fun. Um, so are you are you relieved to be free or are you are you are you are you scared or are you both i feel like i would be both if my guy was like look i'm giving it up i'd be like okay and i wouldn't get a new one for probably a while you know which yeah. probably isn't unhealthy but there's a part of me when you said that i was like oh part of me is kind of jealous because <laughs> it's work <laughs> you know it's just fucking work it, it is work, but I, I feel both. I kind of feel like I graduated in this naive way. I'm like, wow, I went and I really worked on myself. It's the only therapist I've ever seen. Um, he's so, I felt like he's so uniquely qualified. He wasn't like a therapist that just listens and, and, and like chimes in every once in a while. He would interrupt. He was like 
kind of a hater, not a hater, but a bully. So I'd be in the middle of the story. Mm. He'd be like, oh, God, oh, again, listen to yourself. He's like this yeah. uh, old school New Yorker uh, from Brooklyn. Mm. Uh, and he's, he's very tiny. He's like five feet tall. Uh, but he's got this like swagger to him. He goes, oh, Chris, why don't we just record what you're saying this week? And then I'll just play it back next week. We'll save each other time. You won't even have to come in. Just mail me a check for $100 and we'll call it even. How about that? I'm like, whoa, I, I am doing it again, aren't I? He's like, yeah, you really are. And wow. he'll go, I'll say something. And he'll go, so what? <laughs> He's not like, and I'm like, oh, you're right. It's, I really, but I'm like, oh, you're right. That really shouldn't matter. Why, why mm. am I even coming up with that? So he was kind of like a bully. and. I kind of needed that. Like, uh, I, I don't really, uh, it was more like a tough love. So part of me feels like I went to the Dino school of hard knocks. And then part of me is a little scared. Like we spoke three times last week. <laughs> I'm like, just because I was like, I wanted to soak it all in. I'm like, can we just talk a couple times? Good. And we really did. We got in a great spot and I feel like I'm set up for success. I just have to remember all the little nuggets of knowledge that I've learned along the way. And mm -hmm. I am in fact relieved and feeling good. Yeah, That's good. I, I, I had to let go of my uh, first, was she my first therapist as an adult? I think my first steady uh, because I felt <laughs> she was too supportive. It was, it was like, oh. there was no, there was kind of like, well, why don't you look maybe, you know, I tend to be kind of a selfish person and tend to be, it, uh, you know, I was way too picky with like someone I was be in a relationship with kind of thing. And yeah. she's just like, well, maybe no one is good enough. You know, like what? And I mean, she meant by th that thus far, but I was kind of like, yeah, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm pushing 40. Like we gotta, can we lock this down a little bit? Like, like help. You've got to be a little bit more critical. I, you're definitely, you know, I remember I had a, I had a guitar teacher when I was a kid that, he he didn't want me to learn songs because it was just like just wanted to kind of like explore like genres and things and i'm just like i'm getting so fucking bored can you just teach me smoke <laughs> on the water like something you know I think you know it, that piano classic smoke you know, on the water you gotta have like i want i want someone just to like go sometimes go no you're a fucking idiot stop you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need that. You need that. I, I, I think I'd rather have the dick than the person that just allows you to just, you know, just explore. And I don't like to say no. That's my thing. Like, oh no, please say no, please. I mean, are you, are your parents like that? Are your parents too nice and supportive? No, Maybe. I'm the therapist. I mean, my, not not my mom. Not my mom. Not my. You know, my 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 parents definitely set boundaries, but they did work on being a little bit more open-minded because they came from restrictive families where you oh, yeah. just, you know, on, on every kind of level. So they're definitely a little bit more new agey, but still rooted in the kind of Midwestern ethos of, of there's this, there's this, and there's this, and there's never this a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, part of it might've come from that. It's also, I think just being an only child. Just being an only child, you always get all the attention, and oh. you know that's that's something we're working on with with our, our kid a little bit. Where uh, I, I love the fact that she can play by herself and just can you know be on her own. This morning, for some reason, she just will would not be put down and just needed 
just constant love and attention and stuff. But it's like it's if it was always like that, I would be like like a little bit freaked out. But like, how is Sunny doing? How is your little one? She's good. She's um, you know, I feel like we lucked out with a very chill baby who. Uh, you know, I'm kind of an only child. My sister's 12 years older than me mm. and moved out of the house when I was eight. And so I feel like from then on, I was kind of an only, from around eight, I was like kind of an only child. Uh, and so I think about that too, where I'm like, uh, I wonder if she's going to be okay by herself. Uh, if, if we decide just to have one or if she could, if she will be able to, you know, entertain herself and engage in, and just be a happy, cool kid. And uh, she really just like is kind of an observer. Like she'll mm-hmm. check stuff out. She'll take her time, and it's kind of really cool to see. Um, yeah, by all accounts, cool smiley kid. Feel mm-hmm. very blessed. But I was. Do you feel like you? I was thinking about the other this the other day. Do you think about your parents while you're parenting and trying to almost do things? Is your some of your parenting style based on? how you were parented and how you would want to be parented and then you trying to telephone that to rose um not consciously i don't it honestly never really crosses my mind that i can remember because i feel like i'm i'm flying so blind i feel like it's you know i i try to be as supportive and 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 uh guarding as i can and and loving but it's uh, it's kind of like i have to remind myself like oh no keep talking to her Cause you have to keep talking to the baby and keep them kind of, you know, like interested in, and, uh, 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 we kind of check each other along the way when don't be too negative kind of thing, but it doesn't, there's, we, we made an effort to not go by like hard and fast playbooks. Like, I feel like, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, other people I've known their kids, they know exactly how much they fed them here, here, here. And we do go by certain guidelines, but it's like, I never kept a notebook of everything she ate and and what i said to her and stuff but it's just kind of make her feel safe and loved and and feel like I, i'm i'm interacting with her so sometimes it's like i don't want even want i don't want to talk to this baby i just want to yeah. you know sit here or look at my book or my phone or whatever i want to do but it's like no 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 like i have to check myself and go you know talk talk about anything talk about whatever i'm thinking about whatever I'm, that's going to develop interactive behavior stuff like that but in, in terms of how my parents were it's so especially at this age i think what you what what you're asking will be a yes from me in a couple of years for sure yeah. i'll think about it because i the parts i remember you know but the parts now it's like i don't even i didn't know what the hell they did i know my mom when when i was born like nixon resigned and my mom was saying like she had this whole plan uh of like keeping a diary for me or something and it just went out the fucking window for some reason because it was so just like holy shit he left you know it was this whole thing of like <laughs> yeah. wait, i don't know if it took up all their consciousness or something but it was just like there's like man and my mom's like i don't know what happened i just forgot about it and just you know <laughs> like wow. i don't care i don't know if i you know we we made a baby book for rose and it's nice and it just it it it, it documents all the first 12 months of her life you know she just turned one but i think it's only interesting because we took a trip across the country and we were in the she was born during a pandemic so that's like something when she's older she'll be like oh it was a really crazy time back then it wasn't just some random year you know what i mean i don't want my baby book to be about nixon 
I don't. Like, like, you're just, or Trump. It's so interesting. Yeah, that exactly. You both have Nixon exactly. And Trump happening. No, yeah. They, there's place, a there's a there's a mention of us being in. Uh, um, God, where were we? We were somewhere in. Uh, in the South, uh, when during when they called the election, we were in New Orleans, and so there's a picture of us like having lunch together. So it's like, but we don't say who won. You know, we don't oh, yeah. say nothing. It was just like it was a crazy day. <laughs> yeah. No, mom and dad had champagne at lunch. So you can guess we were probably happy about who won. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a That's good awesome. day. Well, I'll tell you from my vantage point, it, that you seem like very natural parents. And you're like a very Thank natural you. dad where seeing you with Rosie, you, you always like it's not you guys aren't helicoptering, but you're also not raising like a feral child. You got it just seems very like. <laughs> You guys are with her and you're like respect her and you're watching her try things. It was very cool to see her stand up, like uh, watching her interact in uh, in your house and like going up steps. And you, some parents would be like, oh, my gosh, is she, she going to fall? But you were observing, watching her, but also letting her go up. I don't know. It's really cool. You guys are Thanks, great. man. No, I mean, you yeah, guys, we, you guys, I always see you guys as great parents, too. And in that same kind of um not helicoptering, but, but being careful, but kind of, I, I you, you have the, the same seat of the pants thing that we have, where it's just like, well, just got to realize every moment's different and I'm not going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's so easy to, yeah, if you so think funny. about it too much, it's, it's, you can't count on shit. It's horrifying, but yeah, that's why you just of... don't focus on that. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, yeah. You just have to I, I, be as chill as, possible i think because that rubs off on the kid you know if you're just like anxious and hovering all the time sometimes yeah. i think about i was like oh i could see my mom being a hover like i if i were to guess i feel like she would be be scared for me to break something or have something mm -hmm. fall on me or something and I, I i have not carried it on to my into my adult years like i'm not very anxious in that way or like mm -hmm. neurotic and stuff but i do you know i do think about how my parents or at least, yeah, I feel like they, as immigrants, were very like, okay, American dream, it's all on you, little buddy. And so, yeah. and I'm like, I, they were so focused on me, like, going to a good school, getting good grades, like, being, like, the new hope for the family. Like, sometimes I feel like my parents left Cuba, like, like I'm the Superman baby that left Krypton and yeah. just, like, came to save the, the world or something. Like, and, mm -hmm. and so I... I don't want to pass that on to Sonny, but then I catch myself when I was watching the Olympics, uh, you know, Val's very tall. Val's basically 6'3", my sure. wife. And so Sonny's already in the 100th percentile for height. Right. And I was watching the Olympics like fucking Tiger Woods' dad. I was like, is she mm -hmm. going to play volleyball? Is she going to play water polo? How is she going to pay for Stanford? And then I was like, <laughs> ah, no, don't do it. Don't don't fall for that trap and just let her and in my head i'm like oh man it would be so cool if she was like like a left-handed lesbian computer coder or something <laughs> like i'm very specific i was like oh, okay lesbian that's very cool she doesn't have to deal with guys left-handed like her dad and then you know solid mm. employment and then make a you know a good living and then i'm like oh she could do whatever. Don't yeah. don't go down this route. Oh, but but it crosses your mind. I mean, a the immigrant the immigrant thing. It's like yeah, that's that's so many people I know. They had the the weight of their their 
their descendants on their shoulders, not just their parents, you know, but like you're the one, you know, oh, no pressure there. I never had yeah. that, you know, <laughs> even as an only child. But and also you think about how uh, uh, these these, you know, um, you mentioned left handed lesbian computer programs, like so cool, but also like something that everyone's rooting for, like uh, um, um, I remember Brad Williams, you know, he's a comedian, he's a little person. And he had a bit at this comedy store about him and his wife had uh, had a kid. And, um, you know, she is uh, um, Asian, I believe. Uh, and um, he, she, the point is, she's not white. And he when they when they did the pregnancy test and found out the kid would be a little person, he was like, yes, she's getting up to any college she wants. Like, <laughs> that thing where it's just, you just, you just look at everything so, so differently that way. And it's like, it's important just to laugh at it. Cause it's just like, you, you don't, you don't care. It's your kid. You're going to love them no matter what, no matter how much of a fuck up this kid is, you're never going to stop loving them. And you're pushing for the best and hoping for the best, but you know, it's, it, I think it's important to strike that balance between putting just enough pressure on, not too much, and not none. You know, not, yeah, true. You don't not want none. the fuck up kid. Don't get me wrong, people listening. I'm sure there's someone listening that says, like, I got a 35 year old kid that never did shit and you know, <laughs> I don't smoke weed every day. And I'm like, you no, know, I, I barely love him. Like, okay, fine, fine, fair. <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know. I don't think you and I are, are, are focused on, on that level at all yet, where it's like, let's just get this kid to start talking and, you know, maybe then we'll <laughs> yeah. get to the, it's like, they'll, they'll learn to learn. So yeah, totally. And there are, they are learning to learn. Even in these early stages where all kids are developing at different rates, like there's kids that don't walk until they're 18 months or don't talk until they're two years old. And you're like, they're going to talk and they're, you know, hopefully going to walk and talk and stuff. And so you just mm. can't force them to try to walk or talk no. or anything. You just kind of have to go with how they're leading the show and just helping them out. Mm -hmm. um, this is now, now this is a parenting advice uh, podcast. by yeah, I so I've only been in the game for seven months and one year. Oh, <laughs> yeah, when people ask me about anything dad shit, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just started this trip, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, yeah. I'm not the one to ask, you know, I mean, I, my, my, my writing partner has, he has a, a daughter who is a full grown 20 something person. Cause he had a kid when he wow. was 18 and you know, it's this, it's this thing where I'll, I'll, I'll joke, I'll joke with him about like, you know, me and you, we're still learning as we go. Right. Same, same thing, you know, but it's, it's, well, I mean, to have this kid that's this young during the pandemic, we, you and I lucked the fuck out, dude, because people that are like, my kid's six and can't go to school and like that whole time and they're just going nuts. And he, his daughter uh, uh, moved in with them because she mostly works in nonprofits specifically for the homeless. And it's one of those things where she was still doing her volunteer work and all he kept thinking was like, it's like these homeless shelters have got to be a hotbed for COVID. It's like, he's just like, get out of there. But it's like, she's a grown person. She's not 10. You can't be like, come home. Yeah. But you want to, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, I, guess, I guess my point is it's constant grief. Constant. <laughs> yeah. It just never ends. <laughs> just never, what have we done? What have we done? But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I took her back to daycare for the first day in like two weeks, and I'm just like, damn it. It's like I'm now catching up with shit I needed to catch up with, but I'm still just like, oh, yeah. fuck, I miss her. It's been like two hours. So stupid. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Do you still, have you gotten used to her being at daycare? Yeah. And, and overall, is it a positive overall? It is, it is. It's just, it's that thing where it's like, I, I feel like, it's a weird analogy, but I, when I when I moved to LA, I hated it. Now I really love it, but when I moved here, I hated it. And but I always had that thing in the back of my mind. I was like, but I'm here for a reason. I'm here for what I love to do, and it's like, oh, I can always fall back on that. So anytime I get sad, and Rose isn't around. I'm like, no, but she needs to be around other kids. This is what she needs. Fuck me. I don't matter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and it's and you're and you go okay, good, good, good. long, long as it's it's you know it's like it's it's like uh, like exercise. It's like it hurts, but you need it. <laughs> like, totally. Damn it, why? But you know, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I'm already missing her. Just talking. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, where but is she right, right now? Right? Where's your kid? Uh, I think she might. I think she might be taking a nap. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I as I scream through For your quiet. laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is she? Hey! Did you did you have psycho uh uh parents around you when you were a kid? I was thinking about that. Like like not psycho, but just like people whose friends' dads or parents who you're like, I can't believe you guys are parents. Like cuz I I mean, you know, you you come from a loving family. I come from a loving family. And not that those families weren't loving, but there were people who I'd go to their house and I'd be like, "Who why you why did you have kids?" You guys are crazy. Like, you know? Why are you guys yelling and not even Latino? White people should not be this loud. And we yell just, hey, just saying hello and good morning. And <laughs> these, these white people arguing. <laughs> I don't think, I, it felt weird, you know? I remember there was this like kid on the corner named Sean, and he had a rat tail, and, and his house smelled like cats and smoke. Mm. And his parents were over, always drinking poor kid and he was over a lot and i was just like oh my gosh it felt like it was like kenny powers house or something like yeah. it was like really uh and i and it, it just i don't know i fell for the kid even uh, during that time and i haven't seen him in quite a while and i hope he's all right but man some parents are crazy or even like when it came to sports and thing like my dad yeah. was pretty competitive. Like my dad wasn't allowed to go to my games at a certain point because he yelled too much. <laughs> and uh, like he tried to King Kong climb a fence one time and like take out an umpire. I swear, I might have been, might have been like seven years old. Whoa. And I tagged someone out at the plate and my and the guy was out and the umpire called him safe and my dad just like lost it and then couldn't come to any more games because <laughs> he was like. He was yelling everything like when he starts yelling. Well, that's like I mean, other people, it's bad. I mean, that's that's funny because that is I wouldn't even call as crazy as that is. I wouldn't even call that psycho because it's like yeah, he was fucking out and yeah. like who I remember like like Rob Lowe got tossed out of his kid's high school game or something. Like they kicked him out. And I mean, I only knew that because I follow him on Twitter and he's like you know kicked out for, for the right reasons. That umpire was blind as shit or whatever. <laughs> You're that ref, you know, and I was like, whoa, like, how crazy, like, like, if, how crazy would you feel? It's like, you work at a high school, you're just a teacher, and you you also ref games, you're like, Rob Lowe, 
you're out here. Yeah, yeah. Throw out this TV and movie star because he's screaming in my face. No, our ump was like, let me throw out this machinist. (laughs) There there isn't, I'd say it isn't the same as like, we had a guy in Chicago named Pat Bryce who's from the South Side, and he had a bit about the South Side, North Side fans. It's like North Side, you take your kids to a Cub game and have a, a, a have like a beer or two, and you ta- each have a hot dog. And uh, uh, South Side, you you uh, smoke crack with your son and rush the field. And like there, because there were like there were like two. There's a father and a son who shirtlessly rushed an ump. Like they jumped the fence and they ran on the. They both had no shirt on. And jeans, and they ran over and they beat up the ump, and like everyone's like, "What is happening?" But it was like that Southside Irish, you know, like wow, yeah, like that that side that's a psycho dad. Your dad, I don't. Your dad is just passionate, you know. You tag that guy out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no shirt and jeans. That's the official outfit of that is that's the, that's the scariest man. If like a yeah. guy tries to fight you and he's got no shirt on and jeans, you're like, "Fuck," you know, and he's like in. You know, he probably doesn't look like uh, Swayze in Roadhouse. Probably not. No, no. And you're just like, dude, this guy has nothing to lose. I can't. All I can do is run. I will. Oh, yeah. Even though I win this fight, I will lose this fight. This is not. <laughs> yeah, there's no winning. This there's is not no good. Winning. Not good. Well, Why is the cops theme song playing? That buzz. You won't. Just playing like in the air. Like, shit. <laughs> You're like, we both got to run. <laughs> um, okay, so you ready for these calls? From yeah, uh, what yeah. I understand, we have three calls, maybe four. So we'll see. Awesome. So uh, if you're if you're ready to go, then I'll... Uh, and as as uh, you might or might not know, I don't know what they are. I haven't heard any of them. Only Renee, the cool. producer, he's he's the only one with the key to the vault when these people call awesome. in. So, And I want to say thanks for people who called in uh, uh, today. As we record this, it is Tuesday. Anytime it is post a weekend holiday, we don't calls dry up because everyone's just like, I don't want to do shit, which I get it. So, but thank you for getting us to our 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 minimum three. Oh, I just got the thing from Renee. We got four. We got four. All right, sweet. Nice. Well, let's roll the first one. Hey Matt, uh, this is Billy. Just calling to uh, ask a question of you. You seem to be pretty successful, gentlemen. And uh, pretty smart, so maybe you have some info about NFTs. Uh, all my friends are talking about investing mm. in NFTs and just buying Ethereum and all these other things. And I guess I, I don't want to be the guy that's uh, left out while all my friends get rich on this weird new fad or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. I also don't want to be the douchebag who, you know, loses thousands of dollars on it. So uh, what are your thoughts? Do you have any uh, NFTs or Bitcoin or are you a crypto guy? Um, just curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Okay. Uh, I like how I threw in crypto and Bitcoin right at the end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like um, look, I, first off, uh, we don't Google shit on this show, so I'm not going to uh, check my, my mental files but off the top of my head what i do know is nfts are uh, remarkably wasteful because you have to burn through like i don't know how many hard drives to make one so it's just like you're just filling up a landfill to make these things that said 
Um, it is a really hot market. And for a few weeks, there were people making a ton of money off these things. Uh, in fact, Kyle and I had Hey Girl, uh, this this call-in show we did over the pandemic. And our producer was like, hey, I can probably get someone to make us an NFT if you want to do that and auction it off. And I was kind of like, I don't really know anything about that. And me and Kyle were kind of so waffly. We didn't even bother. But the big thing that jumps in my mind is the waste. But um, other than that, I don't know much. I don't know much about the market, if it's going to fall through or anything. And when I just don't understand it at all, I don't invest. That's my angle. Kind of the same thing. Bitcoin, I know a little bit more about. Look, if you can afford one of them, sure. What, there's 40,000 in existence. Great. Um, that one seems a little bit more solid as an investment. But uh, that said, I think most of us are kind of on that uh, on that fear scale of like, I don't want to be left out, but I don't want to get fucked either. But that's investing. So it just kind of comes down how much gamble you got in you and 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 uh, uh, how much you want to risk. That said, as long as you don't just put all your money on black in this situation, I think you're fine. If you want to dabble, dabble. If you don't at all, that's fine too. That's my opinion. Chris, what do you think? Uh, well, investing is not, it does not come naturally to me or I just didn't grow up with this idea. Uh, my inheritance from my grandpa came from um, it was money that was inside of a Pringles can. Uh, so I <laughs> a, a greasy $200 after my grandpa died. Uh, so I am not, and I still have not taken it on myself to learn about any investment things. Uh, I know that I, I'm not even, it's not even clear to me what an NFT is. I know it stands for non-fungible something, and I don't even know what that means. So, I would not invest in it because I don't know anything about it, but like, what is it? Is it like, cause I've seen like work pieces of art, but I did not know it took like so many hard drives to save one. Like what, what, what are they? Can you explain it to me? <sighs> I'm going to, I'm going to fuck it up. Before I understand it's basically like, uh, um, it's basically like a, like a, 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 a 3d piece of visual art that exists. Okay. And that cannot be changed, and you know, is 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 uh, basically an encrypted, an encrypted image in a sense. From what I understand, I, this is totally like off the top of my head. From one, because I've gone. I remember when it, when F, MF Doom died, they put up all these NFTs they made of like the mask, and I was looking. And they're really beautiful and they're really cool, um, but. Uh, you know, it's and you can look at them on from different angles and things like that, and you bid on them, and the bids were insane. Like the amount of money some of these things are going for is 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 crazy. Um, I think that's why it became such a booming market because art is one of those things that it can go for this or it can go for this. I remember seeing like when I when I was a kid, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who wrote Cats and Fan of the Opera and everything, I remember he bought a painting for like seventeen million or something. And I was, I remember as a kid being like, "One painting? How do you have that much to buy to add painting? And that's not all of your afford. How much fucking money does this guy? Yeah. You know? So it's 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 wild. I mean, because it's because it's art. I think that's why it it can it you know it can rock it. It can cause it can it can be nothing or it can be just more money than you can imagine. And that that's where the boom came from. 
I just don't know if it's then just like Beanie Babies all over again, or yeah. I have a bunch of baseball cards that I think during the pandemic, baseball cards went up in value again. Yeah. Um, I but I grew up with baseball cards and I had some really cool cards that my dad and I collected. Like we have every Dodger championship team. We have like all the players. I mean, way back even Whoa. to the fifties or whatever. And so we'll have like a Sandy Koufax and a Drysdale and wow, all these great Dodgers, Jackie Robinson and uh, even Pee Reese, like these old Duke oh. Snyder, all these. I can name more Dodgers. So, <laughs> but, um, and now they're going up in value. I'm like, ooh, maybe it's time to to check in and see mm-hmm. what they're worth because I remember. They, I mean, they took a huge dip, and but now they're kind of back. So I'm gonna look into that, but. I don't know. I, I investing, uh, you know, I have a 401k and all this stuff. But when it comes to that, I'm uh, just still yeah, I mean, my idiot 401k is, Yeah, it, my, my 401k is like it's 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 basically a little bit on the riskier side, but that's okay because I'm just like it is investment, you know. But See, I, my I mom's think, you, know, you, you mentioned is... baseball cards. That's that's great. Uh, what I call money you can't touch. It's like I own a house. I put all my money into this house and it's money I can't touch, which is good because then I'll spend it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. With the card, that's just value. That's like a gold brick that's like in your in your safety deposit box or wherever you keep it. And and it's, you know, like they got the guy in Soprano said, buy real estate. God ain't making no more. But it's the same thing with those baseball cards. Exact same oh, thing. Yeah. There's, you know have a jackie robinson card jesus christ how will that not go up in value i know it's weird that it did take a dip a long time ago but now i don't know i'm gonna look into it it could be good um yeah do it yeah and i would last thing to the caller i would say look into other like non in the headlines opportunities to invest and talk to talk to an expert because it's kind of it's it's a marathon not a sprint of course. But, yeah. So anyway. But I, I, I understand the impulse to want to get in. For sure. You don't want to be left out. Um, yeah. All right. Call him two. Hey, Matt. Uh, Long time fan here. Uh, I, I understand that you're a homeowner. And uh, my wife and I have been looking to buy a home in Southern California, but it's really expensive. And I was just wondering if you think that the market will crash anytime soon so that I can afford to actually purchase a home. All right. Appreciate the advice. Thanks. I really – where did he say he's looking? Southern California. Southern California. It's tough, and it's kind of the toughest here because people keep coming here. A lot of people left, and a lot of the real estate people were like, so what? Keep the prices the way they are. I don't feel like – Southern California is bleeding residents, like news uh, organizations said. It's just like, according to most, it's like, everyone's moving to Texas. And it's like, some people are. It just, all that happened was the amount of people that come here on a daily basis dipped a little. Um, I don't know if it'll, if, if it'll, if it'll break, hopefully it'll ease up. I mean, the problem with the, the, the whole real estate market needs to just kind of just, just get upended because we have people that are building high rises and just putting all their money. I mean, we mentioned before about money you can't touch. That's how people launder money now. They just build. They just build these buildings that will not go down in value and just keep all their money in that. Um, And as long as that happens and the streets are lined with homeless tents, that, uh, that rate will not go down. My advice to you is don't wait 
Uh, look for something in an area you that is maybe not your ideal, but just to own anything uh, is good because then you have that and that will go up in value and your money will go up. So just talk to uh, your 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 wife about being like, well, what if we lived, you know, maybe a little bit outside or over here, you know, just just look for, uh, I don't know, viable options because I don't see how it could just burst and everything goes to the rate it should be. I mean, I think rates for real estate are fucking obscene. I could change, I would change them if I could, but you know, I, I don't, I don't want to give you advice to be like, uh, yeah, totally. Things would be great. It'll work out. What do you think, Chris? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's very funny that there's like everyone moving to Texas and then Texas all of a sudden is like, you sure about that? Right, no. you might want to skedaddle back to California. All these medieval, <laughs> archaic, women-hating, people of color hating laws passed. Yeah, well, bastards. But um, uh, my wife and I are in the same boat where we've been looking for a house for some time. And what I would suggest is actually a little opposite of what Matt is saying because right. the there's so little inventory right now that yeah. the house the prices are unbelievable. You could you could get a two bedroom house. Uh, 800 square feet, no backyard, a million dollars right now. And that is like no exaggeration. And not even like a, a ready to move into house. It's like a total fixer upper. So what we're going to do, we talked to a real estate agent about it. But we are like, wait it out. Wait till next hmm. summer to see okay. where the prices go. Because okay. I mean, I dream scroll through Zillow all the time. And it's, yes. and it's just getting further and further away. It's like... Right. Uh, like even Fresno is like you can't even afford shit in Fresno right now. Yeah. You know, I'd ideally have like a three bedroom house or something, or maybe a big two bedroom, but at least a backyard. And it's just really hard right now. And yeah. like it's really kind of frustrating. And I think I mean I took Zillow off my phone. Um, I took the app off my phone and I try not to uh think about it because it's really stressful and it's really a bummer if you work really hard and you yeah. want it like my parents bought a house four years into living into this in this country, you know, and now yeah. the neighborhood where they lived in Inglewood has been gentrified to where I can't even like, I can't even imagine living there right now because it's become so expensive. But yeah. this, and then just make a list of all the things that you really want and need. Like for us, we you know we want a backyard for the kid. We love to be in a good school district because that's like the most important thing to me. Yeah. It's like for her to get a good education um because sometimes they'll you'll have to move out to a neighborhood that's like far away and the schools suck and so there's a trade-off there so yeah i don't know i um i've been looking in all the spots where people tend to look in that live on the east side you know like highland park and uh um altadena is where a lot of people were looking eagle rock stuff like mm -hmm. that but also there's some places that are okay that aren't so sexy like Glendale and Burbank. Yep. And no one wants to live there. It's where the old people live. Who cares? <laughs> if it's cheaper and the schools are better, guess what? I live in Glendale, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. It's not the worst place. It's still close. No, there's some, and there's some really nice areas uh, in, 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 in Glendale too. Really livable, really uh, classic and old and cool. So, yeah. So yeah. I would just say right now there's so little inventory that you might want to wait it out. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, but since there's so little inventory, there's, there's no choice, but for the, I mean, it makes sense that they're expensive. So you just have to wait till there's more inventory and it becomes a buyer's market again. And yeah, I think, happens. I think you should go with, with Chris's advice because Chris has boots on the ground. 
for sure. Uh, and and I will say the 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 little the little trick that I will share that um, that my wife we only got this house because it came on the market right around Christmas. So uh, be sure to look right around holidays because a lot of people just kind of stop. Look, I'm just not going to look over Thanksgiving. Just look. Take a take ten minutes away from your family and look at your you know look up Zillow on your laptop and go oh fuck this was one on the market and you show up and you know put in a bid whatever I'm just saying it, it's it might work so check it out you guys did yours right before Christmas right mm -hmm. is that when you bought yours yeah yeah very smart it came up well it, it just came it, only because it came on the market and we were just, we only had two people uh, bidding against us so wow that's awesome yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was super lucky. I think I think we had maybe more, but a couple people uh, dropped out or or whatever. But anyway, we we yeah. definitely we lucked out hard, and you have to luck out hard, sadly. But hopefully things get better. Uh, okay, so caller number three. Hey, so I have a question. Um, as a recently separated person who's flirting with the idea of dating again. What do you guys think of ghosting? Acceptable or not acceptable? Thank you. Bye. Hmm. You first. <laughs> I like, like you're like hot potato. Uh, well, I realize I like to switch off, and I I spoke first on last two calls, so I'm like, you got, you speak first for this and the next call. Um. Awesome. Um. Well, I guess ghosting in terms of are you the ghost or the ghost did i i i am not one for um ghosting myself um i think it hurts it only hurts both people i think it's mm. it, it weighs a lot on your conscience if you're a good person i feel like just to be like just to disappear into the ether and never go back again and like i would like to maybe it's easier said than done but to um communicate well and create good boundaries with people say hey it's, it's not working out for me at least an explanation via text or something or you know just to let them know that you don't want to and also it's tough but then if you write someone a couple times and they don't write you back you just have to create a, a, a safe boundary for yourself and go okay well this has happened and i'm just going to walk away from it wasn't meant to be and just like just cut that limb off and that pain off right away and just mm -hmm. don't wonder what it says about you or what you did wrong just go hey this person doesn't want to communicate anymore i'm going to accept that and yeah. i'm going to move on to the next person if if that's what you're looking for yeah well said i, I think uh I'm, I'm just gonna guess she's probably the, the ghoster being the woman generally speaking mm -hmm. you know uh and she's kind of like, I, I think I ghosted some. I had a friend recently had a, a date like the, from an online app or something and was supposed to meet this guy and like was driving by the restaurant and like saw him and was like, nope, and just drove home. And like, I guess he didn't look anything like his picture or whatever, but he could still say, see it's him or whatever kind of thing. So it's like, and, and this is, she's not a shitty person. Like she's, she actually was talking to my wife was like, was that wrong? My wife's like, fuck him. You know, but, um, <laughs> that's fair. I, if you, if it's false advertising, you know, I feel like that's probably good. You know? That's, that's, that's basically what it was. And, uh, so it's like, I, I, uh, you know what, like, like anything on paper, sure. It's totally wrong, but there are extenuating circumstances that it's, I think, 
what you said is the important thing where it's like if you do get ghosted just fucking just move on and don't be well why or anything just like no so what it happens it happens don't start asking why or how any of that stuff yeah just you just gotta move on to the next one but what is the limit like okay i feel like it's probably find a ghost in the first couple weeks Mm. right does it is there a time limit on ghosting where it's acceptable is it like beyond two months is that not cool anymore how's that right right when is it okay to to, when is it when is it when is it what's the limit for being okay to ghost how do we yeah yeah uh i'm gonna say two weeks i'm gonna say two weeks off the top of my head yeah if you are in community where you're communicating maybe you've had one date kind yeah. of thing maybe even two and this person just doesn't return your calls and you're just like okay you know i remember i i had a girl i was really into and uh she ghosted we we went on a couple dates and uh she ghosted me and i was i was like uh and she was a comic and i saw her at a finally saw her, but she lived in new york and i lived here and i she was in in town and we were at the same show and i was like hey what what what's going on and you know like you she's like well i just didn't see it going anywhere and i just figured i'd see you in person sometime and then i then i'd tell you then and i was kind of like what you know i was like <laughs> that makes no sense you're just i thought i'd just tell might, you right before you're you might see me sometime cool. and you might you know and it's like and to my credit i was just like i was like i was like oh all right and she's like are you okay and i'm like no i'm kind of sad like, <laughs> she's like I'm sorry. And I'm like, Hey, it's how you feel. And I kind of was just like, just was like, all right. And it's like, I wasn't crushed. It was like, but it was that kind of like thing of like, but it's like, I, I had gotten the message from the ghosting totally. Yeah. And it kind of became a funny thing then where it was like, that was your plan. Just <laughs> when you saw me somewhere, yeah, if we happen to run into each other. I was going to tell if, you, but if we were lived in LA, maybe that makes sense, but she didn't, she lived in New York. <laughs> It's like, I just randomly, I didn't think you would be here. I'm just like, as I think of like, oh, I don't say anything. I'm like, no, fuck, I got to say something. Like, hey. In case you, know. you ran into each other, maybe like the Denver airport. Cause, you so know, random. Kind of so <laughs> yeah. random. But so funny. I think, I think my favorite version of something like that was this girl I asked out once. And she was like, well, no, I'm, I'm, I would, but I'm, I'm moving. Like I'm leaving LA. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like, this is someone I'd, I'd like hung out with, with like, friends mutual friends which is like hey you ever want to go out sometime and like i saw her like a month later in my neighborhood at a restaurant and i was like hey how are you and she's like i'm gonna i thought you're gonna move didn't you move and she's like oh yeah i changed my mind i'm like i'm just gonna go to the bathroom you know like i was like it's <laughs> so to this day i don't know if she was full of shit i don't know if she never planned to move or if she did change her mind but I just like the fact that I don't know and I never will. Yeah. To me, it's just so, it was just so funny to me that just like get that answer. And it's also like, I should not have even said anything to this person. I should have just gone to the bathroom. We're just in the same restaurant. And I'm just like, I gotta know. <laughs> you don't. That's the thing. Having to know is will get you into trouble. I mean, that's you're exactly doing fine right. with it now, but that will lead you down a yes. rabbit hole emotionally that you just don't have an answer to that other person might not have an answer to so you're like it's a fool's errand to even try it yeah and fuck if, if any message for like the younger people in the dating scene 
or people, well, I guess I should say anyone is like, just be honest. Yeah. There have been times where I've been like on a couple of dates and just gone like, I'm just not that attracted to this person. And yeah. I should have just, it, it hurts to hear, but it's better that than me making up some, it's not you, it's me shit or whatever. Cause we, you tend to like, oh, I don't want to hurt them. How do I not hurt them? It's like, you're going to hurt them. Just be honest. You know, don't, don't be mean. Don't specifically be I mean, Would you tell them specifically, hey, I'm not attracted to you? Or would you be like, hey, I'm just... I'm, it's no, you'd say like, I just don't feel this. You know, I just don't... Yeah. It's, just, it's just something, it, it's not there that I, it's, you know... I, I, I think you know. it might be your nose or the yeah, extra... It's, your, it's, it's kind of your weird face. Like, if people <laughs> told you how weird your face is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, I can't go on another date because you have a stupid butt. <laughs> like, 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 no, don't be specific. I like it. Yeah. You know, just like that. Don't just be as too simple vague. As don't be too specific. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but also, and also, it's good to get a hint, right? And so, if someone's not responding yeah. to two or three messages, then you just have to leave it there and walk away, yeah. and not torture yeah. yourself by, you know, coming at them again or asking questions. Just you know, you have to protect yourself. And one way yeah. to do that is just to get the hint, you know? Yeah. I think that's why all those like online incels and uh, dudes are just like, always like debate me to women and shit. And like, uh, you know, uh, answer me. And it's like, they don't know you shit, man. You yeah. know, and you know, if, if someone, if someone, if think about it, if, if someone ghosts me after two dates, they don't owe me anything, nothing. Even yeah. if I, even if I bought every, you know, drink, both dates or whatever, it's like, no, there's no one. It's a social contract, man. It's like they are f within full legal bounds. I think, but I think we're right. I think we nailed it scientifically. After two weeks, you're being a dick. Yeah, you know, that's true. To ghost, you should at least, you know, text him. I don't like your face. Just text him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, dumb butt. I'll hey, hey, dumb butt. I don't like your face. <laughs> Just text him that. Okay, well, one more call. Uh, roll it. Hey guys, uh, so I have long hair for the first time and I'm thinking of cutting it and you know, everybody has their opinions about it. Some people like long, you know, or having a beard or not having a beard. So I was just interested to see or hear how you guys, uh, sort of navigate the politics of, uh, you know, beards and hair and everything and like how to choose, uh, I want to be a guy with a beard or I want to be a guy with long hair or that kind of stuff. Anyway, thanks. Um, Great question. Well, for me, I have to have a beard because it's thanks for my face because my chin is just not, I, I have to have a beard. I, if I have no beard, it's too much face. Uh, it's yeah, too much five. neck. Same. So I hide behind it and it works for me. Um, as a Cuban, it's my birthright to have a beard. And so uh, that's easy for me and it works for me and it looks better. Uh, in terms of hair, I mean, I have I've had different haircuts over the years and I don't know, whatever works. If your hair looks good and you like it uh, and you, I, I guess, identify with being a long hair now. Uh, I mean, a lot of people grew their hair during the pandemic and it's mm -hmm. kind of fun to see everyone with kind of longer hair and all that. Yeah. But if you're sick of it, I mean, don't be, I feel like don't be forced to have long hair because it's taken you two years to grow or whatever. Um, if you want to change it, change it. I mean, yeah, and if you want to get rid of it, I mean, donate it to Locks of Love, which is a, a, mm -hmm. a great cause, you know, and they 
take your hair and they donate it. And do they, I believe they give it to women with cancer. Is that who it goes yeah, to? Yeah, people that have, un- women who have undergone chemo and their hair has fallen out. So they make, yeah. basically make them wigs, which is cool. Which, I mean, if you're going to miss your hair, at least you have that and it'll make you feel nice and you've done something for someone else. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. I, I think it's, it's, it's really, it's really down to what, what you want, man. Uh, what, how, how you feel. I, I, because the big of the beard thing, I resisted the beard thing for the longest. Cause I'm just like, this is my face. It's my damn face. You need to look at it, you know, but then it's just like, yeah, but the beard, you look better with it. I, I had a, I had a friend recently go, you look 10,000 times better with that beard. And like, that's the ratio is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy because like, I'm not, I'm not a movie star with model looks now. And I wasn't a bridge troll then like, Jesus Christ. That's so much. That multiplication table is bananas, Justin. But you know, I do, I do think I look better and I'm, I'm, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm used to it. I don't even really think about it as much. And, and, I live in fear now of booking a role because anytime I do an audition, they're like, will you shave your beard? And I say, yeah, you know, if we want kind of thing for the role, I live in fear. They want to do that. And I come home without a beard and my, my kid runs away from me because that's happened to a lot of people. Yeah. I think my dad cut his beard and I was like, ah, get really away. Freaked out. Yeah, that's wow, I was a baby evidently. And, and, uh, so it's like, I, I don't want to, I mean, if she, when she turns five or six, she can just be like, you look gross and that's fine. As long as you know who I am. It's all I care about. Grosser. <laughs> wow. It's a no. big number for a six year old. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just, yeah. So it, 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 it comes down to what, what, what you want and don't worry about what it really, it's really what makes you happy with yourself. Not, not what, what people are like, oh, don't, you know, everyone's got long hair because the pandemic, whatever. Who yeah, cares? just do your own thing. Have yeah. you ever had long hair? Yeah, I had hair to my shoulders and past what? them. Yeah, the pictures, uh, uh, my wife loves them because I also was fat and had a goatee. And I looked like, I looked like the the roadie for Soundgarden or something who'd like, who like, who like ate the craft service sandwiches after the left. <laughs> Wait all the sandwiches. I had, I just, I just had this period where, because I had big hair in college, I had a big head of curly hair, and then when I, when I moved to Chicago as a waiter, I just kind of stopped cutting it, and I would pull it in a ponytail to wait tables, and like, whoa, ponytail, yeah, bronc, the ponytail years it looked awful, <laughs> awful. My parents hated it. Um, my my uh, my dad made me go to a barber who cut it to like a, a normal ish length and stuff and then and I remember I remember when I cut it to back to where it was just a poof which I had for like way a long long time into my thirties yeah. um then it was like oh yeah this is what your hair should be it should be this because yeah. long long hair just like it's it it just it's annoying it gets in your face uh, I remember going to Cause I, you know, I get out of the shower and dry my hair. I never would used to blow dry it. I just dry it with a, with a towel. So it's basically still wet. And then I went and waited for the bus in the frigid Chicago winter. And I get to work and I'd have like a, a frozen lion's mane of hair. Like, Fuck you. What are you doing? Like, you're, you're going to get hypothermia. So it, it just takes, it takes, I don't, I mean, not to be like, I don't know how women do it, but it's just, I think because they grow up 
with longer hair than us, they are used to the management, to the weight, to all that stuff. But it's it's a long hair is a commitment. It's a serious commitment. I mean, it's like just the maintaining of it. I I, I just like having short hair. And yeah, and well, also as good. my hair started as my hair thanks, as my hair started thinning, I just you know, when you have long hair, there's no hiding that the 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 thin areas. So it just looks like you have long hair and this bald spot. And <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's, it's just weird, you know, to have a have a wing grow from heat. <laughs> Kyle Canane grow wing grow once and we were all like, You gotta cut that <laughs> shit. You look insane. I can't even imagine. It would it look like when a kid cuts a doll's hair, I mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. Like well, it was like bald on top and long, and then like a ponytail in the back, and it's like, shoof. <laughs> a, I mean, you you better rob a Brinks truck if you have that. You money. got to, yeah. You have to rob a Brinks truck, you know, and then then you got to snitch everybody out. You have to do yeah. both of those things, and then get murdered by Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what has to happen. That's the path. That's what has to happen. Well, that's those are all the calls. Is there anything you want to plug, man? That you got coming up, or that that's out, or uh, when does this come out? Uh, this will be out uh, next week, so that will be looking it up, looking it up, looking it up. That will be st- next week, the sixteenth of September. Okay, awesome. Well, I guess you and I both are going to be at the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. Bingo bang um, that weekend, and so come see both of us. We both have a bunch of shows. And it starts what the seventeenth and eighteenth. Are you going to be there seventeenth and eighteenth? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, I think I think all days. And I should say we'll be doing uh, a live. This might help. Uh, I haven't announced this, but uh, Adam Caton Holland, the founder of um, High Plains, will be my guest. So if you awesome. have any Denver-based advice questions or dad-based, he has two kids, uh, comedy-based. Um, if you, I'm I'm sure you've used up all your bearded white guy. Ask. <laughs> you want to ask Adam about IPAs or uh, the band Fish or Guster, anything like that, just uh, call 323-763-0228. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we need calls. We need calls for uh, for High Plains, 323-763-0228. And we're also doing a live one at Moon Tower the week after that. So I don't know who I have yet. Uh, we're, we're going through people, but... Anywho's, yeah. Bottom line, go see uh, Chris and me at, at High Plains. That'll be awesome. Thanks, Steve. This is always Dude, so fun. You were you were a blast. I think you know we we got we got a, a lot into into parenting and 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 uh, our kids and and therapy and stuff. And then then just the ball started rolling with these calls, and that was it. It, it got so fun, man. This is so rad. So give my best to Val and Sunny, man, and I'll I'll see you in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, see you in the neighborhood. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Thank you, buddy. As always, you need any advice from a couple of boneheads, call 323-763-0228. I have the High Plains Comedy Festival coming up. We're doing it live. Going to record it. I have the Moon Tower Comedy Festival coming up live. Going to record it. Flood those lines. Please call 323-763-0228. No asks too stupid or too weird. 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.